Hello, and welcome to the Series 1 recap of the Wainwright Ramblers with myself, Lance, and fellow Ramblers, Matt. Hello. And Nick. Hello. Across the series, we've covered lots of ground, and in this short episode, we're going to discuss the highs, lows, and everything in between. And as well as that, I've got a little quiz for you both, so I hope you're all brushed up and ready. I can tell you now I'm not, but always keen and eager. Always keen and eager. I'm going to wing it like I did with my A-levels and GCSEs. <laughs> As we discussed previously, the plan will be to do 10 episodes a series, then take a short break before moving on to the next one, with Series 2 set to begin on the 6th of January. Two of the big reasons for this was for you, the listener, to catch up, and it also gives us a bit of a break from uh, walking. Have you both got anything planned for your free time over the next few weeks? Rest the legs? Yeah, I'm just going to be horizontal for most of it, I imagine. Feels like we haven't had a, a weekend off from walking or just general activities since like the summer yeah it's getting to that point of year now where it's dark at about half four and that does put me in the frame of mind of just wanting to be quite snug yeah quite snug at home but it won't stop me going out because like i declared a couple of episodes ago a winter walk really does it for me it'd be mad to stay away mad This episode's a little bit different because we don't really have a walk to talk about per se. It's more reviewing everything we've done over the past 10 episodes. So now that we've had a bit of time to process it, what do you think your favourite walk was, Nick? I'm going to go with part of a bigger walk. Right, I'm not having this. So every week you come at me with a, a sortum. <laughs> no, because... Like sortum's not a real thing. Um, <laughs> what was the last one you started to sit on the fence on? You're always sitting on the fence. Just pick one, man. Love's offence. I do, I do enjoy offence. Well, no, it wasn't a big walk per se. It was the Buttermere Blitz, but I was going to say the walk of Fleetwood Pike. Because it was just a real surprise, wasn't it? I don't think anyone was expecting it to be as good as it was. Both with views, the birth of distance to content ratio. <laughs> and was it that episode? Yeah, it was. And just, Ooh, man. yeah, it was just magnificent. It was a great walk. It was a really good walk. I probably jumped in too early with my abuse. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Apology not accepted. <laughs> my my favourite walk, if it ever gets done, will always be Helvellyn, right? So it is that, but we'll draw a line under it because it's, it's not fair. It's bias. It's always going to be that. So <laughs> without meaning to sound like Nick, it is one of two. Okay, we've got another fence here. I, I will decide by the end of this segment. I will, but <laughs> it is either... Bath, which was just an absolute treat. Didn't see any of that coming. What with us just half planning it, if that, the day before. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Would do again. Or Paviark. Specifically Paviark itself or Jack's Rake? The Rake. The the walk-up Stickle Gale. Seeing Stickle Town for the first time. Doing the Rake. Oh. Yeah. I think about that day quite often. I don't think about Bath as often, so maybe... Pavey Arc just, just wins out. I'm looking forward to, to when we go back so I can uh, get my hands on the rake. Interesting. Bold, bold claim. A first time statement right here on the podcast. That's a story for another day though. So what was your favourite walk? Yeah, so my favourite walk, I think is always going to be Haystacks. It just feel like it set the bar for what we were doing. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I'm still wet. I'm kind of biased because I have been back so I've had best of both worlds but even without seeing stuff I think the walk in itself offers so much I I go with like Fleetwith because I had 
zero expectations for it and then was mm. sort of blown away. Whereas things like Haystacks, Helvellyn, Paviarch to a degree have a bit of like name and folklore, I guess, behind them. So you're sort of expecting something from it. Whereas I don't think I was with like Fleet with Pike or Bath. And then to be pleasantly surprised by them, that's that's what makes it like stand out for me. I think for me, because Wainwright picked the name up so much, it was just always in my mind to be the one that I wanted to do. And I think that we 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 obviously did that as the first episode, but before that we'd done a couple of bigger walks like Scarfell and stuff, which are obviously great, but they are quite mundane like it's just a straight path up and down whereas this was the first time I'd got my hands properly on rocks did a bit of scrambling it was just fun a lot of fun for me and obviously I've been back now in better weather and got those views and it's just some some of the best in the lakes easily so do you think that that was your favorite walk to talk about or do you find that there was a walk that you kind of enjoyed doing less but enjoyed more the sitting down and kind of reviewing it process I enjoyed talking about Scarfell Pike more than any other. There was a lot of information behind it. Joss Naylor's run was quite interesting. The story about the plaque on the summit. We had Andy on for the first time and his ridiculous bag of chocolate. (laughs) To be able to relive the euphoria we felt when we got up there was an absolute treat. Yeah, the route was pretty straightforward and not really too taxing, but to be able to relive it again felt good. Nick? No, I kind of enjoy talking about them all obviously but mainly because you sort of it brings back even little tiny things you forget about because there, there was a few where we've spoke about it like helm crag and then i came away from doing the episode appreciating that walk more than i did at the actual time yeah i get that of the last 10 episodes if you could pick one part of the whole thing that was the biggest surprise for you what would it be i feel like there's a recurring theme here where i don't just pick one thing because it's too hard but they're quite they're opposite ends of the spectrum. The biggest surprise was <laughs> again Bath, but mainly because we hadn't planned it. If we obviously did the planning beforehand, it wouldn't have come as a shock at all. But turning up to that thing blind was yeah, that was a bit of a shocker. And then in the wider context of the day, just doing the blitz was quite a surprise because we didn't go into this thinking let's do a challenge every series. We just did it. It was insane. So the fact we, we knocked that off and have now got a recurring theme that we can come back to again and again, that was a nice surprise. The most surprising thing for me is the fact that people actually listen to us. Yeah, I agree. Big shout out to those people. Yeah, big shout out to you all and that people engage with us and seem to enjoy what is essentially us amateurs just going up and down some hills and talking about our sometimes funny endeavours. It's always nice to see the numbers tick in, but I think what's nicer is just resonating with even one person, I think. Yeah, so I'm inclined to agree with you on that one, Nick. I guess the only way to sum it up is to just say thank you for listening to us ramble. Perfect. Okay, so that was your biggest surprise. What about your best memory? I'll sit on the fence one last time and say all of it. We're constantly making memories. How could I choose one specific memory? I would say... Probably Scarfell, like what you guys spoke about earlier in the episode in terms of it being the first sort of big one we all did together, getting to the top, and the summit mice. Matt, have you got one? Mine was Ranadale Knots, because as much as the Blitz was great, there was a solid kind of three-hour spell where I just wanted it to end, and therein 
lay the finale of that day. So just get into the summit, and it's a wonderful summit to be on anyway, regardless of whether you'd done five Wainwrights leading up to it. But yeah, that was nice. That was a nice moment. We hit it at such a perfect time as well, sunsetting. And- yeah, we got quite lucky. We didn't even plan it. It was just pure luck. Do you think that moving forward, things are going to get harder, or do you think it's going to be easier here on out now that we've got a bit more experience, um, I suppose physically and mentally, do you think that it's it's going to be smooth sailing from here, or do you think it's going to become more difficult? I don't think it'll ever be smooth sailing, just by the nature of what we're doing. I think there might be times when we feel like we've done quite a lot and we've still got 150 Wainwrights to go and it won't be easy. But I suppose that's the point. I wouldn't want to do it if it was a walk in the park. It has to be a challenge. I don't think it'll ever get easier physically either. Like we've always touched upon that in episodes saying that you can't really prepare fully to climb mountains and hills. I think mentally it might actually get tougher when we're hitting some of the lesser known ones or ones that are known to be a bit mundane, there might be a bit of a mental toll in that respect. And it's not just the walk, it's it's everything either side. It's making sure we're all free on the same day, same weekend, that we can get from A to B. It's the stuff you don't really remember and the stuff we don't talk about very much because everyone, everyone has to go through it. I'll never not love it, but you forget how draining either side of the walk can be. Yeah, it's a tough one, actually. I was chatting to somebody recently and they said that they only ever managed to get through about 60% of the Wainwrights because they started at a similar age to us and you kind of think that you have a quick start because you can rattle off like chunks at once to start with. Like we're doing obviously like horseshoes like Fairfield, Coldale, that sort of stuff. Whereas when you get to about the halfway mark, you can no longer do the stretch in one go. It's like just little hills in the middle of nowhere. By the time we've gone two or three years down the line, who knows where we'll be at in our lives that we have that ability in us. So it's a big challenge that we've committed to and I don't think it's going to get any easier. I think like you say, it's certainly going to get harder on the mental side of things. If it was going to get easier, I'd stop now. Yeah, we like a challenge. Going back full circle here, the last question I have for you. Much like Wainwright has his best half dozen i think it'd be nice if we had almost like a rambler's best so if you could pick only one walk from this series that you can do time and time again what would it be not necessarily a walk from the series but a wainwright of the series helvellyn i'd say helvellyn as well i think unanimous there if helvellyn is on a list it will be helvellyn yeah it's just all the options with it i feel like you could keep going and going and going and every time you did it something would be different. We're all in agreement for once. We can all accept that Helvellyn would be the one that we'd all revisit. All right, quiz time. Have we all got our quiz heads on? Kind of. I haven't had my quiz head on since I was 16. Okay. I have because there was too many of these quizzes during the initial lockdown. Oh, I managed to avoid every single one. Luckily for you, there was no Wainwright questions during lockdown, but there's a lot now. Question number one. How many Wainwrights did we cover in series one? I feel I'm at a disadvantage here because you two are the main writers of the episodes. And whose fault is that? (laughs) Matt gave you the answer less than one episode ago. And I can't even remember it, so don't worry. You'll be fine. Okay, three, two, one. 24. 23. You're both wrong. Is it 26? But Matt's close. It's 25. Oh, which one did I miss? Technically, I should get a point because Matt was right on my behalf because I didn't do the wild camp. Oh, the wild camp! <laughs> oh. 
Oh, it's the only one. Oh, come on. I didn't do that, Wayne, right? So I'll take the point there, thanks. You put 23, though, which means that you were still wrong. I was going to say you were still wrong. Yeah, but Matt got it right on my behalf. <laughs> so Matt gets having, the point. <laughs> I'm not having this clutching. Quite embarrassing that he didn't get it, considering he's lead writer. But You were on the episode, mate. Nah, don't listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, things are going to get a little bit easier now. As tradition goes with quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> and by easier, I mean a false sense of security. I'm going to give you one easy question. A false summit of quizzing? False, yeah, false summit of a question. Not ready for this. Question number two. Tallest Wainwright we covered in series one. Oh, can we just say it? Yeah. Scarfell Pike. Scarfell Pike. Point each. Well done. Yeah. I don't know what the bar is here. We've had a really difficult question and the easiest question we could have possibly had. Okay, so this one might be a little bit tougher for you. What is the smallest Wainwright that we covered in series one? I've wrote mine. You don't get points for being quick, Nick. It's like on the the chase where they put the pressure on the chaser by pressing the buzzer early. <laughs> oh, is it that? Oh, it's one of. Oh man! Come on, this this is a joke. This. Right, I've I've written something down. It's one of two. But I'm not sure. Okay, reveal, please. Latrig. Bola Crag. Both incorrect. Is it Ranadale not? Ran- it's Ranadale not. I thought Latrig was smaller. Oh, you go. No, Latrig was the smallest that like we covered in elevation wise. But Latrig's actually quite tall. You just yeah. start really right, high. Ah, oh, should have yeah. went with my gut, like they say on the chase. The problem with Ranadale Knots is I don't remember it as being small because it was the end of the blitz. <laughs> yeah. I was in so much pain going up it. It felt like I'd climbed Scarfell Pike three times over. Next question. A massive talking point from series one was the amount of times that I fell over. Um, so how many times in total did I... Fu- no, I'm joking. Um, but that's a rage. Could you tell me the episode in which I said life, death, taxes, and lands falling over? Yes. Right, I've, I've wrote mine. Answers, please. Fairfield Horseshoe. Lancathra. Oh, Matt, Matt takes the point. This is where I feel like I might have an advantage. Yeah, fair. But, but we're not having a handicap. No, I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> Paragliders featured in this series. But in which episode? This is an easy one. I've wrote my answer. Because I didn't erase my last one. <laughs> Fairfield Horseshoe. Fleetwith. Oh, it's it is. Wow, that's what <laughs> I meant. Oh, the crowd are going wild. <laughs> Nick's clawed it back. He's clawed it back. Mm. Let's see how you both fare on the next question. Name the two times... The Andy sat in poo. Oh, right, I've wrote my two. And I know one for definite. Yeah, I've no idea. All right, answers please. Helm, Crag and Scarfell Pike. I've gone Helm, Crag and Haystacks. Matt's spot on the money. Ah, it was a toss-up between Scarfell and Haystacks. I don't remember it. I truly don't remember it happening. I, rem- I remember Helm, Crag. I remember that one. In series one, we spoke highly of our love for beds of water. Can you name five tarns that featured in series one? Any five, you can have a point for each. Right, I've, I've done five with questionable spelling. Nick, do you want to go first? Right, I've got sprinkling. Yep. Stickle. Yep. Inaminate. Yep. Red. Yep. Scales. Five out of five. Yes. Matt, how are we looking? 
Same, but I've added Grisdale and Stihead. Also would have been correct, but you're not getting any extra points. I just I just want to show off. Yeah, we've got to show off. We covered a lot of distance and elevation in Series 1, but we never quite spoke about how much we actually covered. So, distance-wise, to the closest kilometre... Holy moly. I'm going to be wildly wrong here, but... Well, it'd be mental if you weren't. Let's not kid ourselves. Have you both got anything? I have something, <laughs> yeah. Right, I've got, I've got it. Oh, I've, okay. I've got it, I've got an answer. So, we'll come to you first, Matt. Do you want to tell us what you've got and how you came to it? 122 kilometres. Right. Have you gone and ch- checked them all, or are you just in, off the top of your head? No, I figured there was three big ones. There was three yeah. that were 20, give yeah. or take, so that's 60. And then the average of the rest, I've assumed, is about 10. Okay. Nick, what are you going I with? I went with 96 kilometres. Similar math to Matt in the sense we did some big ones, but then a lot of the other ones were kind of in and out and between 3 to 6k, I'm hoping. Well, I've gone for the exact number to the decimal point, but if I was to round it up, this person's spot on. In Series 1, we covered 121.62 kilometres. <laughs> wow. 0.4 of a kilometre out. The logic for me was Helvellyn, Fairfield Horseshoe, and the Blitz were about 20. And then if I average 10 for the rest, that's 70. It puts me on 130. But much like Nick was thinking, quite a handful of those were about six, so I just knocked them off. I was going to say before before that we started that if anyone could get within five, they'd get a bonus point. So I'm going to give you a bonus point, Matt. Last question. Not only did we cover a lot of distance, we also went up pretty high. So the elevation game we covered was the closest to which one of these mountains? Mount Fuji, Mont Blanc, Kilimanjaro, or Mount Everest? So I don't know the elevation game that we covered, and I don't know the height of any of those. If it helps you in any way... They're in order from low to high. It does not. <laughs> okay. But thank you. Mount Blanc. I put Mount Blanc. You'd both be wrong. Uh, we covered nearly 8,000 metres of elevation gain, which would bring us just shy to the peak of Everest. We'd be on the Hillary step. Wow. It's a terrifying thought. Quite an astounding feat, though. So there we have our first quiz wrapped up and over. Uh, I don't feel like I even need to add them up. I think we all know that Matt was the winner of that quiz. Suspiciously. I've never felt less proud. Well done, Matt. On your, on your small victory. It really is small, but thank you. Thank you. Well put together. And that wraps up this series recap episode. If you have any feedback or advice going forward for us, you can drop us a message on our Instagram at WainwrightRamblers or you can email us at WainwrightRamblers at gmail.com. Join us again for our next interim episode where we'll discuss our trip up Snowden. Take care.